I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome to the Dream Team Professor podcast. My name is Scott and in this episode we're going to be looking at all of the top point scorers and key talking points from Game Week 8 Sun Dream Team. Now I know Game Week 8 was about 10 days ago now because we've got an international break going on at the minute. But I thought it would be more handy to drop this video nearer the start of Game Week 9 to sort of jog our memories, refresh as we start to plan towards Game Week 9. Uh, I'll also have another video drop in in a couple days time with the top players to target in Game Week 9. But for now, this one's going to be a bit of a memory jogger and to update you with my team for Game Week 8. So we'll start off with Arsenal versus Manchester City, which finished 1-0 to Arsenal. The main talking point going into this game was no Saka for Arsenal. Um, Now, a lot of people did expect that he was going to be fit for this game. Arteta wasn't really giving anything away. Um, I thought he was going to play, to be honest with you, although I had taken him out a couple weeks before that. But he didn't. He was left out of the side. You had Trossard started on the left, Nketiah through the middle and Gabriel Jesus starting on the right hand side. Um, Trossard was actually replaced himself at halftime with a hamstring injury. Martinelli come on um, in the 45th minute and then actually went to go on to score the only goal of the game. So Martinelli, he's back from injury, finished with eight points. Um, two shots on target, two point. He got the points for those as well. Um, Raya, David Raya in goal for Arsenal, got seven points. He had a few early wobbles in this game. Um, a lot of pan into him and into Ramsdale again, as expected. But seven points in this game. Um, he's got four clean sheets out of the six games he's played. So, although a few wobbles, it's been a good start for him at Arsenal. Um, Gabriel got 10 points. He got three bonus points in this game and obviously the clean sheet points as well. And then eight for Saliba, Ben White and Zinchenko. Uh, Jorginho started this game. Thomas Partey didn't make it or came on in the 75th minute. It wasn't fully fit. You had Erdegaard finishing with four points and Declan Rice with six. And Declan Rice is actually chipping away with these points quite often. Uh, Three bonus points and tackle points in this game. Kai Havertz didn't start the game but also came off the bench to have an impact. He got an assist in this one. Um, Quite a good assist as well, actually. It wasn't wasn't like his uh, pity penalty that he scored the other day. This was a genuine attack and return. So uh, he's up to one goal and one assist in total so far. But I still think he's way off considering on Dream Team. Switching over to Manchester City. Phil Foden, um, he's probably the best performer or second best performer actually for Man City. He got seven points, three bonus points and two tackles. So he seems to be doing fairly well scoring bonus points. He's the sixth highest midfielder on the game at the minute. One that surprised me was Rico Lewis, um, eight points in this game. And I looked at that at first and I wasn't quite sure how Rico Lewis ended up with eight points, considering he just got one bonus point um, and one tackle. But that was actually because of one of the new rules that I'd forgotten about. Um, He was keeping a clean sheet going into the 60th minute and then was subbed off in the 68th before they conceded. So Rico Lewis, one of these rare occasions where he keeps the clean sheet points after going off. So eight points for Rico Lewis. He only costs, I think it's about two points something at the minute, Rico Lewis. 
2.4 million. So he's done well out of that game. Again, another quiet one for Erling Haaland. Just the three points. Um, one big chance created. Alvarez off in the 68th with just two points. So for the attacking players, apart from Foden, pretty quiet. And in defence as well, not much in the way of points. You had three points for Walker, two for Diaz, three for Ake. Vardiol got the most with four points, and that was for a shot on target um, and two tackles. But overall, a quiet game for Man City. Just how you like it when you're an Arsenal fan. Um, but going into the defence, so... You would have a lot of confidence, I think, at the minute. If you've got Saliba, for example, he has got a toe injury or a foot injury at the minute that you've got to keep tabs on. He's been flagged on Dream Team. But I've got him in my team. I was potentially looking to maybe move him out ahead of um, a tough attack, a tough away double against Chelsea and Sevilla. But actually, coming off the back of this one, he'll get a price rise. Um, I might be tempted to keep him. Saka, after the international break, we'll have to wait and see. Um, what his latest injury news is. He didn't go, well, he went away for the international break, but then was withdrawn from the squad. So no updates from him at the minute, but we can't even really wait for the press conferences because we just know Arteta's going to lie either way. On to Brighton-Liverpool, which finished 2-2. And Mohamed Salah got 14 points in this one. And he was a popular captain pick. He was my captain pick for this game week. And it turned out pretty well. So 14 points got you 28 points if you captained him. Um... Obviously, Son and Haaland were pretty popular captains this game week as well that didn't deliver. So if you did go for Salah, um, you would have been happy with that. So two goals and two shots on target for him. You had Adingra from Brighton, 2.2 um, million, played right wing and scored a goal in this game. Um, and March, I think it's March who normally plays on that right-hand side. But March actually started at left-back with uh, Estupinian injured. And he done quite well. He got an assist. Got six tackles and three bonus points, which tallied up to 11 points for Solly March. So you might not have expected good returns from him playing at left back, but he done pretty well in this one. I'm not sure what the latest is on Estupinian, but I think it was a more of a longer term injury. Uh, and then you had Dunk getting eight points, scoring a goal in this game. Um, but I still wouldn't be very, very comfortable with these Brighton defenders at the moment. No clean sheets for them so far this season. Darwin Nunes, um, he got an assist for the Salah goal, so picked up six points in this game. Trent was someone that was a little bit disappointing, so just the two points for Trent Alexander-Arnold came off in the 80th minute. I think they still probably are building up his fitness. Um, and then three tackles for him, so finished on two points. He had Robertson finished on three points. He's... Um, been injured on international duty now it looked like a dislocated shoulder so we might want to keep an eye on Simakas um, you had Matip with four points at the back as well McAllister and Sabozlai both finished up with six points which is a pretty good return Sabozlai with an assist but he did pick up a yellow card McAllister got three bonus points um, but that was it really Diaz three points for him is quite disappointing and then Brighton up to their usual really starting with Ferguson up front but only got 60 minutes and was subbed off Xiao Pedro got 88 minutes, which is quite a lot considering what he normally gets. Um, then you had Matoma scoring five points, got three bonus points in this game. Um, and he's probably a fairly good hold with the fixtures looking fairly good for Brighton for the next couple of weeks. On to Manchester United, Brentford, which finished 2-1 to Manchester United. And super sub McTominay came to the rescue with a goal in the 93rd and 97th minute, scoring 13 points. Um, but the 
main talking point really to start the game was Evans and Maguire starting as a centre-back pairing. We didn't really expect to see this at the start of the season for Manchester United. Maguire, to be fair to him, managed to get an assist, finished on five points. Evans with just the three. A lot of injuries in that Man United back line at the minute. Um, Dallow's looking pretty good though at the moment and someone who I might be considering bringing into my back line ahead of playing the part of the bus chip. He got six points, three bonus points and one shot on target. So a pretty decent return considering they didn't get the clean sheet. Casemiro off after 45 minutes. Poor game from him. And it looks like he might have got injured on international duty as well. So that's something to keep an eye on. Bruno Fernandes. Five points in this one. So he got one bonus point, two shots on target. Just a one tackle. So no points for that. Five points. He's been really, really disappointing so far this season. I'm still holding on to him because he looks like he's got a dub good double game week this week. But he just keeps disappointing but getting enough points that you sort of don't rage transfer him out. He's been quite frustrating this season, but I do think he is going to come good. So I'm going to keep him in my team. Uh, Rashford, four points, uh, but off after 63 minutes. So again, another premium player for Manchester United that hasn't really delivered so far and then you had Haaland as well getting two points so overall disappointing for the Man United dream team assets but if you're a fan you'd have been glad for McTominay to come on to seal the win. Matthias Jensen though he's been really good this season not something that I'm going to be picking but Matthias Jensen is doing really well for attacking returns so far this season he's 3.3 million um, he's on four goals, two assists for the season. Onana had a bit of a howler for his goal. Um, so maybe he was a little bit fortunate. And I think if I had Onana on my team, I'd probably keep him for one more game for this double game week. And then I'd look to move him on for someone that just makes, makes saves. Because he just isn't really doing it at the minute. Other than Jensen getting his uh, nine-pointer for the goal, Visser... Um, got an assist, but I don't think he's owned by very many people at the minute. I started off with him, um, and he just didn't really do it for me. So four points for him. And then Umbuemo, he's gone off the boil as well. Just the two points for him. And I imagine quite a few people will be ditching him at this point. On to West Ham, Newcastle finished 2-2. Um, Isak was the star of the show, really getting two goals, 14 points. And that takes him up to seven goals and one assist for the season. Kieran Trippier... Got another assist, um, his sixth assist of the season. And he's well on track to beat last season's record. So he got nine assists last season. And with Europe, um, he should definitely be beating that. So five points for Kieran Trippier, even though they didn't manage to keep the clean sheet. One bonus point, the assist, and one big chance created for him. Dan Byrne, just the three points. Lascelles, two points. Pope, one point. Um, not many points to go around for the rest of the Newcastle defence. And mostly outfield players as well, pretty much scoring just twos and ones apart from Isak. So, yeah, Isak was the main guy for Newcastle. West Ham side of things, Sushek got another goal. He's actually on four goals, one assist as well. Again, not really someone that you're going to be picking, but seems to be doing all right for attacking returns. And then we had assists for both of the West Ham fullbacks, Emerson and Sofal, both finishing with an assist and four points each. Emerson, 2.5 million. That was his second assist. Um, but that yellow card 
puts him on four yellow cards, so he's one away from suspension. And also you had uh, Bruno Guimaraes, who was lucky not to get sent off. That was his fourth yellow. And Paqueta also picked up his fourth yellow. So I was on yellow card watch after getting Anthony Gordon uh, suspended myself. But now you've got Paqueta, Emerson and Bruno Guimaraes all one yellow card away from suspension as well. Uh, someone that's been quite popular for um, West Ham, James Ward-Prowse. He's been brilliant so far this season. Did just pick up the four points in this game. So one bonus point for him. Um, but I would still consider him as a really good pick for the rest of the season. Does seem to do really well on bonus points. It just seemed like it was a little bit of a quiet game for points, this one. Oh, and just circling back to Sofau, 2.7 million. That was his fourth assist of the season as well. So if you are looking for a cheap um, player that plays one of these European sides in defence, 2.7 million for Sofau is looking like quite a good price at the minute. You also had Kudos, who came on and scored in the 76th minute, but he isn't guaranteed to start at the minute. He's starting in Europe, but not in the Premier League. He costs 3.9 million, so I think that's a little bit too expensive at the moment for me. If you're enjoying the video so far, please do leave a like and subscribe to the channel to get kept up to date with all the latest Sun Dream Team content. Like I said, I'm going to do the top players to target for game week nine, dropping in the next couple of days. Also on the Dream Team Tonic podcast, we had an episode on Sunday live with our Patreons. That will be live um, tomorrow, I believe. So you'll be able to check that out on the Dream Team Tonic podcast. And we'll also have a live Q&A on Thursday for our Patreon members. Uh, there'll be a link in the description below for the Patreon. All right, on to Luton, nil, Spurs 1. And the goal was scored by Van der Ven in the 52nd minute. He's had a big haul in this game. So 15 points for him, one bonus point, one shot on target, obviously, for the goal, and two tackles. So 15 points for him. Um, Vicario, eight points in goal. Romero with 11 points. And actually, he's looked pretty impressive, Romero. It was a couple of years ago, or last season, maybe, that I brought Romero in for a short period of time. And I got sick to death with his bookings. Uh, but he seems to have maybe sorted that out. So three bonus points for him. Uh, three tackles in this game. And then good points for the attacking fullbacks as well. Porro with nine points. Udogi with eight points. James Madison picked up his fifth assist of the season, scoring eight points in this game. Probably expected more attacking returns or a higher score from him, but he did go off in the 76th minute. Um, and I guess that was partly down to Basuma picking up a stupid red card in the first half for well, second yellow card for diving. Um, absolutely ridiculous sending off. So, minus two for Basuma. But that kind of affected um, Spurs' attack in play. So, Madison probably ended up playing a little bit deeper. Still got a really, really good assist in this game. But maybe we expected a bit more. Um, a few people might have even captained him. And then Son as well. Fairly disappointing with just the four points. I think a lot of people would have expected him to score um, one or even a couple of attacking returns in this game. But again, I kind of do put that down to Basuma's early red card. So disappointing if you did back the Spurs attackers or midfielders. But eight points for Madison, not the end of the world. Um, Kulisevsky, five points in this one. Um, but that's pretty much it for, for the Spurs team. Luton really do lack quality at the minute. So... Obviously, no goals in this game. Spurs were down to 10 men for a lot of it, a big chunk of the game. They just had a lack of uh, quality going forward. They had quite a few chances, but no one really to put them away. Uh, and going forward, 
I probably would be looking to target uh, this team for keeping clean sheets. I think Villa have got them fairly soon. I think Arsenal have got them fairly soon as well. So I think a lot of people will be targeting Luton for the clean sheets. On to Burnley versus Chelsea, which finished 4-1 to Chelsea. And Chelsea seemed to be sort of turning the corner a bit here. We had Cole Palmer scoring from the penalty spot. Um, Raheem Sterling scoring a goal and having a really good game. So he scored and got two assists. Uh, Palmer, sorry, got an assist with the penalty goal as well. He's looking good value. Even Nicholas Jackson was getting in on the action. Uh, Broha started the game, but Jackson came off the bench to score. Um, we'll start off with uh, the front three, though, which was Sterling, Broha and Cole Palmer. Um, I don't know if Cole Palmer would be on pens going forward or whether it was just kind of a bit like the Havertz thing giving him his first goal for Chelsea. So either way, it was a good um, return from Cole Palmer. He will cost you 2.1 million as well. So pretty cheap price point for him. 31 points he's on so far. Um, he's flagged at the minute on Dream Team. But I don't know what that might be to do with. I'll just double check that on Premier League injuries. Um, Downers having a fire injury. There are a few bumps and bruises. We'll monitor Cole, but we will not be taking any chances. 21st of October due back. So that will be uh, for next game week. So hopefully Cole Palmer will be right. Maybe a cheap option there. Uh, Sterling, he got a goal and two assists. And that's three goals, three assists for the season for Sterling. So 13 points in this one. And he did look really, really impressive. Uh, Gallagher, 2.9 million, got 53 points overall, uh, which is actually the same as Raheem Sterling. So Gallagher is really benefiting off this new um, Dream Team game. Now, he's not someone that jumps out as being quite exciting for goals, assists or anything like that. He did get an assist in this game, but he just seems to be doing quite well for both bonus points, um, shots and tackles as well. So Gallagher is somehow creeping up there four midfielders mostly down to the bonus um Connor Gallagher he's on 12 bonus points at the minute so that's a pretty good return from him Robert Sanchez I did have him as my keeper um for a little while I took him out this game week for Johnston which worked out okay he's been doing just fine um obviously didn't get the clean sheet in this game the fixtures look like they were getting a bit tougher for him is the reason why I took him out so Arsenal Brentford Blackburn then Spurs, City, Newcastle, Brighton and United. So a couple OK fixtures for Chelsea coming up. Um, not the Arsenal one, but Brentford, Blackburn looks OK. But then Spurs, City, Newcastle, Brighton, United all look like tough fixtures, to be honest. So I wanted to get him out ahead of those. Um, and yeah, I don't think the Chelsea players are going to be that popular going into that run. On to Wolves versus Villa, which finished one all. Um, Huang Hee Chan, 2.8 million, has got six goals so far. Only Haaland and Isak have more currently. Um, Pedro Neto, uh, 3.2 million, has one goal and six assists. Uh, no bonus points in this game, but he's on 13 bonus points for the season. So Neto and Huang Hee Chan doing really, really well. Uh, 10 points for Chan and 5 points for Neto in this game. Ollie Watkins, 4.3 million. Probably the most popular or one of the most popular players for Villa. Um, he's got his 7th assist of the season in this game. So he's on 4 goals and 7 assists. He's the 5th highest scoring striker in the game. So... Um, the Villa fixtures start to look pretty good as well. So I think he's going to 
become increasingly popular. What's his ownership at the minute? Um, Ollie Watkins. 10.5% owned at the minute. And his next fixture's coming up. He's got a double game week against West Ham and AZ Alkmaar. Then he faces Luton in game week 10. So that might be one that a lot of people choose to target. Followed by Forrest, AZ, Fulham and Spurs. So Watkins might be one to watch at the minute. Um, you had Torres. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's a 2.8 million at the back, grabbed a goal. But I'm not really convinced that he's an option, really. You've got Matty Cash, who's quite highly owned, playing the Premier League games, doing well, playing like half a European game. You've got Concer, who I actually wish I'd gone for instead of Cash in the end. So Concer seems to be starting both lots of games and does really well for bonus points at the minute. Um, got one one bonus point in this one, four points. And then Digne as well. Um Seems to be doing quite well as from the defence. So three really good options there. I don't think Torres is better than those three. Um, five points for Douglas Louise in the midfield. He's three million. Um, picked up points of bonus tackles. Big chances created. He's on 49 points overall uh, on penalties as well. So 4.5 points per game. He looks like a decent option. Um, but yeah, overall, that was pretty much it. Just cash and concert to highlight, really. Um, they just seem to be those sort of defenders that pick up points outside of clean sheets. So Matty Cash picking up four, concert picking up four. And mostly concert's getting bonus and Matty Cash is getting the sort of shots and chances created. As you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, not really much to add on Fulham Sheffield United. Sheffield United are winless and terrible at the back still. So they're someone that I'm going to be looking to target. United faced them in game week nine and Arsenal faced them in game week 10. So I think a lot of people would look to target those fixtures. And then Brighton faced Sheffield United in game week 12. So just attack Sheffield United, I'm afraid. Um, but yeah, not much to really input on this game. 3-1 to Fulham. Crystal Palace, Nottingham Forest. Equally as uneventful, really. So, 0-0. Palace kept another clean sheet. Johnston, who I brought in for Sanchez in goal, got nine points with five saves in this game. And the Crystal Palace defence keeps smashing it. So, Mitchell with ten points. Anderson with nine. Um, Klein with seven. And Gahey with 11 points. So, really good returns in the defence. And actually, um, Palace have conceded the third least amount of goals in the Premier League. They've conceded seven goals in eight games and only City and Arsenal have had a better defensive record in the Prem. So Crystal Palace, 
Roy Hudson doing a job. Um, 2.1 million for Johnston. So third highest scoring goalkeeper in the game at only 2.1 million. I think he started at 1.5 as well. So again, he doesn't play Europe. But if you had to pick a defence that's looking sure at the minute, it probably is that Crystal Palace one. Um, even keeping clean sheets for England as well. So started that friendly game against Australia and kept a clean sheet in that one. Five saves, nine points. But that's pretty much it. Not much else to add. Last one before we go into my team update then. So Everton 3, Bournemouth 0. Garner, Harrison, Decore with the goals. Garner at 2 million. Um, ninth midfielder on the game. Ninth highest scoring. So he's in the top 10. 61 points for him. Two goals, one assist. And he's regularly picking up tackles, shots and bonus points, which is quite surprising. Uh, he had Harrison at 2.3 million. I mentioned in an earlier pod that I had him in the Leeds days. I had him in my dream team a couple seasons ago. Um, goal and an assist in this one. Um, and if you haven't seen the goal, go back and watch it because it was a worldie. A uh, really good goal for Harrison. That could be an exciting option. Um, how much does he cost? 2.3 million. Um, I am looking to have the European players in my side, but... He does have a history of having good attacking returns for Leeds, so could be one just to keep an eye on, but I don't think I'll be going there myself. Um, Everton do look pretty good going forward, but I don't know. I still don't back them. They have got Liverpool in that next game. Uh, I think it's the early kickoff after international break, so the three goals for Everton here might maybe put you off of the Liverpool defence in that game, but I'm still going to back them. I'm still back in Liverpool. Right, on to my Game Week 8 team update. So I'm just going to go over my points, who scored my points, but I'm going to save my transfer plans for the next video, my top players to target in Game Week 9. Team update, 74 points for the Game Week, 764 points overall. Um, and I halved my rank again, so 5k was the last video, uh, and I've gone down to 2.4k now, so green arrow there. Um, my moves were Johnston in for Sanchez in goal. Like I said, Sanchez fixtures look like they're getting harder and Johnston was significantly cheaper. I wanted to save a little bit of money so I can put more money into my defence for this part of the bus. So Johnston got me nine points. The other move I did was pretty much forced. I had a Stupinian out injured, so I brought in Dan Byrne, someone that I want for also playing the part of the bus. Only the three points, but more points than a non-playing Estupinian. So overall, two fairly good moves. Probably the highlight of it was Salah as my captain, picking up 28 points. But I'll carry on with the defence. I had Saliba, eight points in defence against Man City. I didn't expect him to get any real returns in that one. Matty Cash picking up four points. That's okay, considering they conceded. And then Kieran Trippier with another attacking return, getting me five points. Bruno Fernandes, like I said, kind of losing patience with him at the minute. Five points, but he does have a good double game week coming up. Uh, Sheffield United, who I obviously mentioned to target earlier on. They face them away in the Premier League. And then they've got Copenhagen at home in the Champions League. So I want to keep Bruno Fernandes at least through that double game week. And then I'm probably going to look to get Saka in for him before Saka then plays Sheffield United. So... I think I'm going to keep Bruno for one more game and then look to maybe move him on unless he really impresses. Obviously, Anthony Gordon didn't play. I was willing to just hold on to him. I had other things to fix. And that double game week uh, next week against Crystal Palace at home and then Borussia Dortmund at home, 
does look okay. So I'm happy to keep hold of Anthony Gordon for that week. And then Phil Foden, despite a um, disappointing result against Arsenal, seven points. Um, I'm pretty impressed with that, to be fair. He seems to be doing really well on this bonus system. Alvarez, two points. Disappointing. Haaland, three points. Disappointing. But if there was ever a game for them to blank, happy with it being an Arsenal game. And then, like I said, Salah, captain, 28 points. Let me know in the comments below how you've got on in game week eight and what your plans are for game week nine. Like I said, I have another video coming out in a couple of days with the top players to target in game week nine. Hopefully, we'll have a better idea as well of if there's any injuries or anything like that that have happened in the international break. So that is everything for this episode. Thank you very much for watching. If you've enjoyed it, please do leave a like. Subscribe to the channel if you're watching on YouTube or Give us a follow on podcast platforms if you're listening on there as well. Keep an eye out for that Players to Target video, Game Week 9. And also check out the Dream Team Tonic podcast if you're looking for a bit more Dream Team content. There'll be a link in the description below for that one. See you on the next episode. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.